the glorification of Nityananda Prabhu and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and that as is unavoidable in one sense in connection with Krishna and Balaram. Vrindamandas hmm? Thakur has glorified Gaur and Nityananda in his Chaitanya Charitamrita with a verse that uh, in which he offers his respects to the presiding deities of his book. It's a famous verse. Most of you are familiar with it. Vandeshi Krishna Chaitanya Nityanando Sohodito Godorai Pushpavanto Chitrasando Tamonodo In Krishnadas explains his own verse in Bengali poetry. It's a Sanskrit verse, and uh, in several Bengali stanzas that follow, he explained his ber- his his verse in, in in brief. It's a very poetic verse of all of his Mongol verses, auspicious verses with which he prefaces his work, Chaitanya Charitamrita. Um, those composed by himself and those composed by others that he has imported into his text, showing honor to them and and uh, using their their words as he has to um, glorify the uh, the deities of the text and related issues. Um, Again, all in invoking auspiciousness of all of these verses, some of them composed by Rupa Goswami in beautiful Sanskrit uh, uh, and uh, by Swarup Damodar Goswami as well, great giants from a literary and, of course, spiritual point of view. Of all of the verses, as I say, those composed by himself and those composed by others that he's imported into the text, this text that our discussion this morning is centered around is the most poetic. Bandeshi Krishna Chaitanya Nityananda Sahodito Godadai Pushpabanto Chitro Samdo Tamonudo. And that I mean by way of the the metaphors that he uh, metaphor that he's employed. Hmm? Um, Invoking beautiful things in the natural world hmm? uh, that are stunning and inspiring, and combining the, them together in a supernatural way, in a way in which they would not ordinarily appear, hmm? with an effort to uh, really explain the extraordinary instance in which divinity makes appearance in the natural world where the deep from the subjective world hmm, the presiding deities hmm, uh, of that realm make their appearance in the natural world in the objective world that is supernatural and so he uses as again metaphors or poetic realities of the natural he takes natural extraordinary realities of the natural world, like the rising of the sun, the rising of the moon in particular, and combines them together in a supernatural way, in a way which they would not ordinarily appear, in an effort to try 
to explain something about, give us some idea about how significant it is to him, Krishnadas Kaviraj, how significant is the appearance of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Nityananda Prabhu in the world. So let me read uh, my own English poetic rendering of the Bengali verses that in a condensed way uh, Krishnadas Kaviraj seeks to explain his verse. He goes on in great length hmm, to explain it in greater detail, but these verses encapsulate uh, the explanation that he will unpack piece by piece um, in his second chapter of the Chaitanya Charitamrita. Hmm? This is in the preface, the sacred preface, the Mungal Acharan, where he seeks again to invoke auspiciousness. He, he seeks to invoke auspiciousness and he does it in a very uh, profound way. The verses he uses have deep, deep philosophical and theological implications and uh, in, in many respects the entire balance of the whole text of Chaitanya Charitamrita rests on these verses. So he says, Krishna and Balaram who previously played in Braja their splendor more magnificent than millions of moons have risen in the east. The horizon of Goda out of empathy for the entire creation. The appearance of Sri Krishna Chaitanya and Prabhu Nitananda has filled the whole world with Ananda. As the sun and moon dissipate darkness by their appearance, illuminate all things. As the sun and moon dissipate darkness and by their appearance illuminate all things, these two brothers preach Prema Dharma and dispel darkness, ignorance, covering living beings with the gift of essential truth, ultimate reality. I call the darkness of ignorance, Kaitava, cheating. It all begins with the desire for Dharma, Artha Kama, and Moksha. Dharma, Artha, Kama, and Moksha, of course, mean virtue from a material point of view, to be ethically sound, to, to be a religiously or morally upright person. This is the sense in which dharma is used here. Artha means the strength we desire through economic uh, well-being and development. Dharma, artha, kam. Kam means the pleasure of our senses that we seek. And Moksha refers to freedom from all of these pursuits that are troublesome. Dharma, Artha, common Moksha. The pursuit of virtue is, is troublesome, no doubt. It's good, but in and of itself, in a material sense of, of good karma and material piety, still leaves one lacking. What to speak then of Artha, pursuit of material resources, acquisition, and, uh, and sense indulgence. All these things are very small-minded hmm? and um, beyond them, the big-minded idea, as it's thought, is moksha, freedom, liberation from these desires. The desire to be virtuous, the desire to be secure, the desire to be pleasured. Hmm? Moksha says to us, you are a unit of virtue, you are a unit, a secure unit of everlasting being, and you are 
a unit of joy, of pleasure. You are Sat, you are Chit, you are Ananda. Stop trying to be these things. You are these things. Hmm? This is the general idea. So, moksha, freedom from the desires. But here the peculiar, curious and peculiar thing is that he says that that the desire for moksha, he includes within these other material desires as being kind of a cheating of the self out of the prospect that uh, comes before the jiva in the form of the dispensation of Gore and Nityananda, Sri Chaitanya Nityananda Prabhu in the world, the Prema Dharma, the Panchama Purush Artha. This is the, these are the four goals of life as it's thought. Virtue, uh, wealth, sense indulgence, and liberation, freedom, mukti, emancipation, salvation, enlightenment. Hmm? But here, uh, the prem of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is positing a fifth goal of life. Prem. Hmm? Freedom. Hmm? Mukti, so to speak, is on the one end of the spectrum and imprisonment is on the other. So, freedom and imprisonment. Imprisonment by desire hmm? and freedom. These are two ends of the spectrum. What else could there be? Hmm? So, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu puts forward the, the kind of, kind of a, a middle path, if you will. It includes liberation within it and it has desire within it as well. And movement, activity, variety, hmm? and by that we mean the, it has it, it is a, it is a doctrine of love. Prem means love. So the kind of love that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu speaks about, and he and Nityananda Prabhu are dis- distributing, is as I often say, a wise love. Hmm? That means it's based on understanding the the, the ignorance that the desires for virtue, sense indulgence, and economic well-being constitute. Hmm? But, um, it all, it, it, thus it's wise, it's liberated, but it's liberated, not just liberation, but liberated love. It's a post-liberated idea. Hmm? So, very extraordinary and uh, u- unique contribution to the uh, uh, religious world not entirely unique in that um, love of God is also posited in the other Vaishnav Sampradayas, but the, the Braj Prem that he speaks about here, that type of Prem, that is very uh, extraordinary, very unique. So, in this short rendering of Bengali verses, as, as I say, he's tried to explain kind of in a nutshell, his uh, uh, primary and specific Mongol verse of Chaitanya Charitamrita. As I say, it's very um, profound. And in it, he begins by identifying the deities of his book, Gaur Nityananda, Sri Chaitanya Nityananda Prabhu, as the same persons of ancient times in the Braj, in Vrindavan, in their pastoral lila or divine play, Krishna and Balaram. He says, previously these two 
appeared as Krishna and Balaram. So he's now trying to locate them, if you will, on the scriptural map um, and historical map in terms of a second coming, if you will, to use a kind of a Christian phrase, a second coming of Krishna and uh, and Balaram. He begins like this, identifying them in this way, which is somewhat um, controversial in his own time hmm, to say that uh, someone is Krishna and his friend is is Ram is uh, is, is controversial. But it but it it doesn't um, in Krishna Das's time. But it doesn't have the same um, controversial controversy surrounding it, if you will, um, as if you were to say it today, and of course we're saying it today. Hmm? And what I mean by that is, of course, he's speaking about the historical figures, the spiritual but historical figures of Krishna and Balaram, and someone today might very readily asks, ask, was there ever a Krishna and Balaram? Hmm? You want to identify persons in history who by modern standards... Hmm, are genuine historical figures. Nityananda, Sri Chaitanya, they're historical figures of 500 years ago. Hmm? There is sufficient documentation, if you will, as to their presence, their their appearance in the world, that modern people, hmm, with their historical uh, sen- and objective sensibilities, hmm, uh, conclude that there's no doubt that that these two such persons appeared. Now, if we want to say who they are, hmm, then, and we do so, as Krishna says, by identifying them as Krishna and Balaram, in modern times, this becomes controversial or becomes questionable. You want to identify them with people who, by modern historical standards, might be thought of as mythological um, figures that don't really objectively exist, never have and as they might think, never will. So how have you, you know, described them and made them, you know, brought them close to us and made them real, if you will, and uh, and so on, so forth. So it's a it's a question. It's a question you might run into if you were to make this point. And go or they're Christian Balam. Who are they? Some imaginary characters of the past and so forth. Hmm? So, of course, it's not necessarily the case that everybody in in the world of of history, if you will, um, uh, that that everyone in, in, in such a world with modern sensibilities uh, questions the reality, if you will, uh, by again modern historical standards of Krishna and Balaram appearing in the world. It's, it's, a, it's a debatable issue. Hmm? Um, of course, Krishna Dasir has particularly referred to Krishna and Balaram in ter- and, and identified Gornatai with them in terms of their Brajalila. Hmm? This is an important point we'll return to. But the, there is evidence for a Krishna and a Balaram walking the earth, if you will. Hmm? But they are uh, the evidence is corresponds with their epithets, their names, 
Vasudev and Sankarshan. Hmm? In other words, there is historical evidence that there were people, hmm? or there, there were deities, let's say, by the names of some important persons hmm? that were worshipped uh, in times gone by, ancient times, and by the names of Vasudev and Sankarshan. I think in, in, in Pakistan, maybe the oldest evidence in some caves there, there are drawings hmm? and the names of Krishna, or excuse me, Sankarshan and Vasudev are there on an ancient Greek, Greek coins. I believe also there's, well, I think one side is a picture of uh, Balaram, the other side the picture of Krishna, and they're named Sankarshan and Vasudev respectively. Hmm? So there's some archaeological evidence like this. There's some uh, astronomical, astronomical, astrological evidence, which isn't very good, I suppose, but as astronomical as well. In other words, uh, corresponding with literary accounts. Hmm? There are a lot of literary accounts, and then the times are. Um, uh, described, and then people can look back into the settings of the um, constellations at those times, and it's, a, it's a, some uh, other scientific, if you will, modern-day means of verification and so forth. So there's some correspondence that they've, or uh, or, or evidence that has been uh, dug up to support the idea hmm, that there were two people. Hmm, and they were uh, venerated by uh, the public to a large extent, enough to put their, their head on a coin. Hmm? Hmm? So that's uh, popular, right? Um, uh, and so some people, uh, there's a fellow who wrote a book, I think, the, the, the Historicity of Krishna or something like that, an Indian scholar, uh, previously employed with NASA, I think, and he, he and so he lays it all out, and he gives all the evidence. I think one of the, besides the things I mentioned, there's also some evidence of a, of a fort in, or a city in Dwarka found off the coast in, in Gujarat. Um, and, and the city could be said to correspond with the literary descriptions of the life of, of Vasudeva and Sankarshan, Krishna and Balaram in Dwarka. Hmm? Um, that said... While there's a debate as to whether they were real persons, if you will, by modern historical standards, which is not the only standard, hopefully that will come clear as we as we continue, by which to, I mean to say by which to determine reality, it's a kind of a, a his, the science of history. All the science, modern science, of course, is about observation, so it's all kind of based on the idea. I believe it if I could see it. I'm very crude about it. I believe it if I could see it. Or if what I see, I can reason about in, uh, in such a way that that uh, uh, I can satisfy my intellect, I guess, then I believe it. Something like that. So, um, uh, that said, uh, uh, some will make a case, and a reasonable case, that there were real persons, Vasudeva and Sankarshan, appearing in the world. Hmm? So, devotees may think this is something to celebrate, but then if you hear then the way in which such persons who have collected such evidence and are convinced by it hmm, of the historicity of Krishna, the way they describe Krishna, 
then your heart will be deflated. Hmm? Oh, it doesn't sound like the one in the Bhagavatam entirely. Hmm? Who is so spectacular and who's written about with such uh, feeling? Hmm? The Bhagavatam is is amongst all of the sacred books of India. Of course, Jiva Goswami has made a strong point that the all of the the sacred texts of the, of the Hindus should do orbit around, if you will, the the Srimad Bhagavatam. He's made a good argument for this in Tattvasandarbha. But Jiva Goswami's argument aside. As I've said in other other occasions, by by modern standards of uh, literature, uh, theology, philosophy, um, literature in terms of language and um, and so forth, the Bhagavatam stands out uh, by far in comparison to all the other Puranas, hmm, all the Itihasas. Uh, the, the, the Upanishads, and so it's a very special uh, book from a literary point of view. I mean, it's been translated into, I think, so, well, every Indian dialect, the dialect in many Western dialects now, of course, much of that by the empowered influence of Prabhupada, empowered as he is, was, is by Nityananda Prabhu, Nitai Chand Kejai. Uh, so widespread, but I mean, before his extraordinary contribution is available in practically every Indian language, and there are many commentaries, between 80 and 100 Sanskrit commentaries on it, so learned people sought to comment on it. You can't find any commentaries on, you know, the Kurma Purana or uh, many others, for uh, for example. So the fact that, that, that um, it attracts the attention of thoughtful people to read it, to study it, to comment upon it. This is the whole, you know, really central to the Bhagavad itself. That, that why did Atmaramaschimunayo Nigrantapi Rukrame? Why did Sukadev take the trouble? Sukadev. Nigranta. He's beyond books. And he had the, on the world knot, Schopenhauer's world knot of ego has been untied. Hmm? As he, ref, the German philosopher, referred to the this idea of ahankar, hmm? false I, hmm? arising from material identification, untying that. Niagrantha hmm? means that world not was untied, freed from the world, the naked boy, hmm? oblivious to what people thought, whether they praised him or criticized him, it had no bearing on him. Hmm? Living deeply within the subjective world, and, 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 and moving about, creating good fortune. This Sukadev, no need to study a book. Why he studied the Bhagavatam? Why he took it up? So central to the text itself. It's saying, this is very extraordinary. Somebody who was beyond books took up the study of the Bhagavatam. And then he, of course, related it to the Raj Parikshit Maharaj in, a, in an extraordinary Bhagwat event, the center event of the text, to speak to the king, to the emperor, hmm? Hmm. about its principal tenets, hmm? in a, in, with a sense of urgency, what to do at the time of death, hmm? what, to, what, to, 
what and what is the best thing to preoccupy oneself with in life and so forth. These are the questions on the king's mind. The debag, which is the answer to, very pertinent. Hmm? But anyway, relative to my point, why Sugadev took it up? Itam Hari, the text says. Such is the nature of the qualities of Hari, that they are attractive even to liberate, even to, even to Jivan Muktas, liberated persons in this world, like Sugadev. Hmm? It has attraction for them. Hmm? to write commentary on it, to speak upon it, to elaborate upon it as he did in 18, whatever, thousand slokas to the Raj. Hmm? And as we go down from there, that's about as good as you can get, but from academic point of view, from the point of learned uh, uh, persons and so forth, many, many commentaries, much attention, much interest uh, among the sacred texts of India, other than the Gita. No book has more gathered... more attention hmm, of the public and we can make a good argument I believe that from a theological point of view and from a philosophical point of view the Bhagavatam is the sequel sequel to the Bhagavatam Hmm? it picks up where the Gita leaves off on the edge of your seat sarvadharman prithyajam amekam sharanambraja manmana abhavamad bhakto madhyaji mamnamaskuru Become my devotee, think of me, love me, give up everything else. Love me exclusively. This is my uh, petition to you, Arjun. Please take it up. Hmm? And so he, he agrees. And then the Bhagavatam begins. Dharma projita kaita votra paramonir matsaranam saram. This book is not about dharma, artha, kama, moksha. Hmm? Dharma, projita, kaita, votra, rejecting these things. Hmm? This is what the Gita says, sarva dharman prityaja. Sarva dharman prityaja, mamekam saranam raja. Give up dharma, artha, kama, and even moksha. Hmm? Take shelter of me, alone. Hmm? Bhagavatam begins on the same note. And then, the world of bhakti. Krishna says, do bhakti. Do saranagati. This is the, the foundation for your bhakti. Hmm? The stage on which the drama of Krishna Lila will be performed. And the Bhagavatam, we enter into that. Lila. Hmm? Very extraordinary uh, text, the Bhagavatam. Hmm? There, the stories of Krishna are found. This, again, literary evidence and so forth. Hmm? Um, literary evidence for the reality of of, of Krishna and Balaram, how they've they captured the hearts of so many people uh, in the Indian subcontinent. Uh, and the Bhagavatam, of course, highlights the the, the, the Brajalila. Hmm? I was speaking about the evidence, historical evidence for Sankarshan, and they think, well, there was a person named Sankarshan and a person named Vasudev. They were honored even by the Greeks, some Greeks and so forth. Uh, that Heliodorus column in Delhi, established by a Greek ambassador, this impl- uh, with, with, a, with a glorification of Vasudev, who can be known by 
sense control, it says, by, um, by proper conduct and by consciousness. Mm. The God of gods, mm. we offer our respect to him. This is a Greek ambassador, so he obviously represented a Greek king and kingdom. Mm. And uh, so the worship of Krishna was uh, somewhat, uh, was fairly widespread at the time. But, so scholars, as I was saying, they think there, there's a Vasudeva and a Sankarsham, but I have, what about Krishna and Balaram in the Braj? There's no historical evidence for them. There's no archaeological, there's historical evidence in the form of literary evidence, but there's no archaeological evidence for them whatsoever. Huh? So they're more a question. Hmm? Of course, if you sort it all out from the literature, you can see that Krishna and Balaram are the Sankarshan and the Vasudev, expanding for different leelas and so forth, and it's the same person from, from a theological point of view, responding to different devotees, different hearts, and so on and so forth. Hmm? Um, um, but, the beautiful Krishna of Balaram, the beautiful Krishna of the Braj, hmm? the way in which he's described in the book that captured the heart even of Sugadev, hmm? a liberated person. Hmm? That Krishna is not the Krishna that those who say there is a real Krishna, historically, hmm, uh, are talking about. If you hear about that Krishna, you think, yay, hmm? Krishna is a historical figure. Here's the evidence. We're on that side. Hmm? Then you hear more about who he is. He's some guy, and he was really there, and people worshipped him and stuff. And uh, <laughs> but is he is he more effulgent? He and Balaram together, and millions of moons. It's a, that's not how they're describing him. Hmm? That is the description of the Bhagavatam, and that is the description <laughs> that changes hearts. Hmm? That is the description that has made them popular, as popular as the Bhagavat is, for example, in India. Hmm? It's the stories of Krishna and Balaram and Braj, particularly their humanness reaches the peak, the zenith there in the Braj Leela. This is a very, and I mentioned this before in other discussions, a very powerful um, device, if you will, the Bhagavatam um, has done in a literary sense, describing, I talk, I talk about it as Vyas, the author, or the Bhagavad, walking a tightrope between majesty and intimacy, between Aishvarya and Madhurya. He's God, but he's human. He's God. This divine, divine, how would you say, humanism. That's probably an oxymoron. But it, it comes true in the Bhagavatam. Hmm? There, he's, he's completely human and completely divine. He shows he's divine and then that that background of Aishvarya of majesty is there to showcase the the sweetness of his of his appearing in such a way as to interact intimately with those who love him, hmm? and the descriptions there are extremely powerful. You will not find this in any other um, religious text. A, a a a a description of the Godhead that so endears humans to him. In Christianity, you have the description of the death of Christ, and they made a movie about it some time back um, in graphic detail. Hmm? And here he is 
the Godhead or a manifestation of divinity in, in, in humanness and, and suffering for humans. That can, like, humans could relate to that. For, for, for my, our sake, the God sent his son and suffered, and gosh, I feel guilty, I should worship, something like that. It, it does emotionally, in that sense, affect human beings. It kind of, a, kind of gives a guilt, hmm? out of guilt or what he's done, how embarrassment, I should uh, have regard for him and so forth. But the way in which the Bhagavatam does this, hmm, it plays on every human emotion hmm, that you could have. Hmm? And the Krishna Lila, the play of Krishna and Balaram, is so human-like. Hmm, and that when we hear the descriptions and Krishna and Balaram do something very human-like when Balaram has to correct Krishna hmm, for something he's done done wrong, then our hearts just leap when we hear these descriptions. Hmm? And we identify so much with, oh, he's like us. He's like us. Hmm? This is a very extraordinary literary device and, 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 and the reality. The reality of Prem is mamata. Myness. Krishna is ours. He's a Brajbasi. Hmm? We live in Vrindavan. We're coward people. He's a coward person. He's one of us. Yes, Narayan does powerful things through him. That's cool too. Hmm? But we love him because he's one of us. Hmm? He's like us. Hmm? This is the idea. Hmm? So when we if we hear from properly from Guru Parampara this Bhagavad recitation, we get these feelings. When the, when, the, when the sweetness of Krishna Lila, the humanness of, of, of Krishna and Balaram, hmm? the love life of Krishna, his ups and downs in this, the chastising of Krishna on the part of his mother and so forth, hmm? Hmm? and all the human reactions, human-like reactions, it just it, 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 it touches every, every possible human emotion that we have. Hmm? And it causes us to identify with him. It forges a bond. Hmm? And that bond will later culminate with spiritual culture fortified with, by, fueled by Sadhu Sangha hmm? in Mamata, in Prem, in this minus. And this Prem, minus, this Prem is what Gaur and Nityananda have come to distribute. The Prem showcased in the leelas of Krishna and Balaram. Hmm? And these descriptions, this kind of Krishna and Balaram, we can't find historical evidence for it, that he did this, he did all the such things. These are the descriptions of the devotees. And we, but we should take note, we shouldn't be dismissed. Hmm? What is reality? What we can observe? Hmm? How, can, how could that be the final determination? If we can observe it, it's real. Hmm? That's basically science, isn't it? If we can observe it happening repeatedly, then it's true. It's real. I mean, it discounts everything that we can't observe. Hmm? Yeah. Well, I guess they could say we haven't observed it yet. At any rate... Hmm? 
we have to think for a moment of the nature of these descriptions, how they have moved humans, hmm? and extraordinary humans of extraordinary character, as they're described, like Sugadev, like Vyas, and so forth. Hmm? The descriptions of Krishna and Balaram and Radha and Krishna in the Bhagavatam, the descriptions of how the Gopikas, for example, cursed Brahma for making eyes that blinked because they noticed their blinking when looking at Krishna, but for a split second they could not see him. How charming he must be, how beautiful. What was in their hearts? What is in the heart of the author of the Bhagavatam to think like this? But how is he describing what he's experiencing? This is the Samadhi Bhasha, the language of the trance, as Jiva Goswami has explained it, of Vyas, his inner experience in meditation of Krishna, trying to put it, couching it in Sanskrit, uh, uh, the, the language of his, of his inner experience, trying to articulate that. That's hmm? very, uh, uh, it's beyond words, it's ineffable. He's trying to put it in words and draw from the natural world to give us examples and so forth that we might understand it, how he has, has drawn there and can never be t- turned back. He, he can never return. Hmm? He can never take his eye off of Krishna hmm? for a moment. What he has seen, hmm? the urgency with which the book is written and so forth, it's, it, it, it's compelling. And then spoken about in the Guru Parampara, like my Guru Maharaj spoke with such a, so, with such sense of urgency, so compelling. Hmm? Hmm. Hmm. These descriptions, they, they, they have moved thousands and millions for centuries and centuries of human hearts, and they continue to have that kind of power uh, today. Hmm? The power to move the heart in such a way hmm, that one can become completely, if you will, one can cut the bond hmm, of sensual and mental uh, oppression. The extent to which the mind and the senses have us bound up and dictate hmm, what our life will be. The call of the mind, the call of the senses... We're all driven by these, and they drive us in different ways. When the belly is full, the tongue says to eat more, for example. Hmm? Hmm. We're being pulled and pushed by the senses and the mind, hmm? and, 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 and even the virtuous life, from an ordinary, from a religious point of view or, or a non-religious point of view, is, 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 is difficult to follow, if not impossible, to attain in the full sense of the term, materially speaking, because of the mind, because of the senses, and their draw upon us in relation to sense objects, embarrassing, uh, make, making us engage, uh, forcing us to engage in embarrassing acts and so forth, to, 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 to walk differently than our talk, hmm? making it very difficult to bring together our walk and our talk hmm? and be a truly virtuous person. And we find these charming stories of the Bhagavatam, they have the power to do this. They have the power to, to, to dethrone the emperor, if you will, of the mind hmm? Hmm? in the lives of the sadhus, living on a diet. Satam prasangam amabhi rasambhido bhavanti vritkarna rasayana kata. 
Living on a diet of this, we come in contact with them and get their remnants. Hmm? And the stories are there in the Bhagavad of Narada, for example. Hmm? Life-changing. Hmm? And, and, and in a way that's very desirable. Hmm? Most desirable. Hmm? Such is the power of these uh, leelas of Ram and Krishna, of Radha and Krishna. Hmm? In other words, that which we feel as human beings we should be like, hmm? it's taught about in the schools, you should strive for and so forth. Hmm? We see it happens to people simply by hearing about the pastimes of Ram and Krishna, Radha and Krishna. Hmm? Is this real then? Hmm? It has a real effect, is the point. Hmm? And so we go hmm, to persons, real historical persons, if you will, by ordinary modern standards, Gaur and Nityananda. Hmm? And we look at their lives and we see, what do their lives speak to us about? They speak to us about the power of these leelas, this Prajalila. Hmm? that Krishna has identified Gorn and Nityananda with, with the Krishna and Balaram of that Leela. They speak to us about this Leela in a way that any amount of historical, archaeological evidence and so forth pales in comparison. They speak to us about the extent to which, if we become preoccupied with this Braja Leela, hmm, what it will do to our life. Hmm? How real is it then? You want to, they say, get real. You know, we should be, that we should be, be, be real. Hmm? Hmm? Well, Gaur and were real historical people and they were real in a deeper sense. Hmm? Hmm? They were really virtuous. You know, the person of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the person of Nityananda Prabhu, they were sense-controlled. Hmm? They were uh, generous beyond imagination. Hmm? If the gift that they have to give, which we're speaking about, is what we say it is, hmm, then to give it as widely as Gore did hmm, to anyone and everyone, unqualified people, anyone who asked for it, hmm, that is a recipe for extraordinary generosity. Hmm. That speaks to us of what Rupa Goswami said, Mahavadanaya Bhutar. Amongst the, the, the sense of divinity, we don't find any, anyone more generous than this. Hmm? And what is the position of Nitai Chan then? If Gore gave to everyone who asked, what is left for Nitai to give to those who didn't ask, who, who said they didn't want even? Hmm? He's giving. You don't want it. He went after. This is the example of Jagai Madai. Hmm? So these persons, and many, many people writing about them, learned people, many. Uh, biographies of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and mixed with the teachings and so forth, religious uh, 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 books describing them, hmm? many, many, many of them, by learned people. Hmm? They were people of extraordinary character, of generosity, of, 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 of sense control. The moral standards of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu frightened old, at 25 years old, frightened the elderly sannyasis of, 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 of Gaur's Sangha, Parbhota, uh, uh, Paramananda 
Puri, Brahmananda Bharati, Keshav Bharati, they're intimidated. Hmm? I mean, when you get old, you know, your senses do kind of, they're, they're, they're not as powerful. Hmm? You can't get as much out of the sense objects hmm? <laughs> that, than you can when you're 25 and they're in their prime condition and so forth. But he, he was able to withdraw from sense objects and the, their call, the call of the world, the dictates of the world, if you, if, if, if you will, hmm? in extraordinary measure that intimidated these powerful elderly sannyasis. Hmm? His moral and ethical standards are uh, heralded in the texts and, as I say, they're at a very high level. What did this to him? Hmm? Hmm. These are the descriptions of Krishna. Hmm? Raman Krishna. Hmm? What did this in Nityananda Prabhu? So, the point is what? That the, the, the reality of Krishna and Balaram, hmm, from our perspective, is verified, and not, not just some Krishna, some Sankarshan, some Vasudeva on a coin, hmm, but the kind of persons described in the Bhagavatam that Krishna is referring to, hmm, described in beautiful poetry as, as they are, hmm, Again and again, over and over again, these persons—the reality of these persons—is is is actually personified in the character hmm, and the preoccupation of Gornatinand, because their preoccupation brought about the character that it did. If these are fictitious, imaginary persons of no real—what uh, do you say—content. Hmm, Hmm. How can they? How can they have such a real and su- extraordinary effect um, on someone, as to, as I say, separate them, if you will, from the from the objective world, hmm? Hmm. the draw of the, the the call of the wild. Hmm? And of course, in their in their lineage, and so then we have sadhus speaking about the Bhagavatam, hmm? and in important ways also speaking, I should say, about Krishna and Balaram and the Bhagavatam. In important ways, in the beginning, we hear those stories and we think that we, we want to take them all very li- very literally, hmm? and we want to kind of place the. Krishna and Balaram of the subjective world, the real world, in the objective world, because we think the material world is the real world, and the more we can verify them here from a, from a archaeological, uh, for, for example, um, uh, point of view, the more real they will be, and so forth. Of course, then you'll be disappointed, as I said, by by those who try to do so, and what kind of Krishna they're actually talking about. So we need to hear from Parampara and understand hmm? Hmm? What, is, what is Krishna Balaram? Who are they? What are the, what are the implications, hmm? the philosophical and theological implications of their, their leela? How, how, how do how they are meant to draw us from the call of the wild, from animality to humanity, humanity to spirituality and so forth? Hmm? Hmm? So, so from, anyway, from our perspective, then, we feel we have all the evidence we could possibly uh, need and more 
for the, 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 the reality, and we don't say necessarily historical reality, we don't think that that's the, the first and last word in what reality is, what we can observe um, uh, and put together uh, historically in terms of modern historical sensibilities. Hmm? What real, what has the capacity to change us, power? People talk about what if there's, if there's consciousness, if there's a soul, if there's God that's different from matter in substance, how does it move matter? Hmm? How does it move matter? How can we measure it? Hmm? This is, what, this is a common, common argument for dismissing the idea of a soul and, and God. Hmm? Prabhupada was asked, and I was present in, in, in the Pandal gathering in Hyderabad by a person after his discourse. He was asked, Swamiji? Question. Yes, yes. Have you performed any miracles? <laughs> hmm? Have you moved matter you know, at a distance without touching it? Have you levitated anything? Uh, I want to believe in you, but have you performed any miracles? What did Prabhupada say? He said, yes. I was on the stage. He pointed to us. He said, uh, I have performed a miracle. Hmm? These boys have given up sex. <laughs> that is a miracle. Hmm? That, in, other words, in other words, that <laughs> he changed their lives. Is that not moving matter hmm? in a big way? Is that an any move? What more do you need Just to see? That's such a that, that, that changed them. The, the direction, the movement, the influence of matter upon them has been pushed back. Hmm? Has been uh, arrested, hmm? arrested and held at bay. Hmm? And the result is they have another life, hmm? a free life. It's a good life. It's a virtuous life beyond ordinary material virtue. It's a generous life, a kind life. It's a humble life, even in the midst of it being a knowing life. A kind of knowing that humbles them. And a kind of knowing by which they see themselves as beggars, as servants only. Slaves of the divine, serving humanity by offering of this 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 feast, this feast, hmm? the banquet of the Gornatai have brought to the table. It's not bread and wine; hmm? it's prem, hmm? and it comes in many forms. It's mercy, prashad. It comes in many forms hmm? to to satisfy, to, to deal with all of your senses. Hmm? To play on all of your emotions and take you beyond material emotion to the Atma and its prospect for spiritual emotion in connection with Bhakti. Yes. We can move matter. Yes, that's true. Just by speaking the Bhagavatam. So this kind of outreach of Gornitananda. Krishna's Kaviraj describes like this. Identifying Gornitananda with Krishna and Balaram. Hmm? And again, 
this is how he begins. And, and he uses very poetic language to try to tell us something about them, their contribution. Hmm? He says, Bande Shri Krishna Chaitanya Nityananda Sohodito. They came together. Kodadai Pushpabanto Chitra Sambhotamanda. As I said, he's invoked uh, daily occurrences uh, or regular occurrences of the natural world, the rising of the of of, of the sun, hmm? and and the rising of the moon, daily occurrences. The sun is always full when it arises. The moon is he's describing it, the rising of the full moon, hmm? which occurs once in a month. These two things are themselves very powerful. Hmm? They're very beautiful, and I, 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 I published a short section from the book I'm writing. It's some of this I'm drawing from on Facebook today. I'll try to uh, re- recall it in praise of Gauranathinanda. If you've ever been in Bengal, if you've ever been in Mayapur, hmm? I don't know what it's like now. Maybe there's all skyscrapers and things like that. <laughs> but it, 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 in the early, I first went there in 1974. Prabhupada invited me to come to the first festival, the international festival for his mission. And there, there was in, in Mayapur, uh, in Prabhupada's property, just off of Bhakti Siddhanta Road, there was there was one building, hmm, and a couple of straw huts, and just. Fields and fields of green, rice paddies, hmm? flat, flat as a pancake, hmm? at sea level, hmm? at the Ganga Delta, where the Ganga's entering into the, into the Bay of Bengal. Flat, hmm? as far as you can see, and in the morning, you Arunodaya, hmm? Arunodaya. Hmm? What is the song? Udila Aruna Puravobhage Vijamani Goura Muni Jage Bakada Samulo Yasati Gelanagoda Braje Udilaruna The rising of the red. Aruna means red, reddish, reddish brown. Is that the color of Sakirasa? Udilaruna, with the rising of the red. So you would stand there on the flat ground and look, and there the sun would come. You would see the sun come up from the ocean, <laughs> like a fish. Right? It's coming from the ocean, rising up, West Bengal, and sitting right there, at the end of the rice field, something like that, or just you know, right there. Right, you can just like you can run up to it and touch it. A big, big red ball, reddish. But very beautiful and the sun is very brilliant hmm? and has very extraordinary influence on our lives on our planet hmm? if the sun didn't rise one day that would make the headlines but we might not be able to read them we'd be in the dark hmm? very powerful I mean the, as a result of the sun we have the vegetation and so forth and warmth, vitality it makes the mind it enlivens the mind and so forth the influence of the sun on our human life is inestimable. Without it, we're practically finished. Hmm? And it's so powerful and brilliant. I'm speaking about it in a majestic sense. 
Hmm? It's very powerful, and, and, <clears throat> and, and, and therefore the Hindus would Surya Namaskar, the yogins, hmm? obeisance to the sun. Hmm? And you can't look right at it, it's, it's so bright. But here in Bengal, at this time, on, contrasting with the, the green fields of paddy hmm? and, and the Ganga hmm? and, and, the, and the Bay of Bengal, and there's sitting right there. It's sitting there, and you can look at it. You can look at it, it doesn't strain your eyes at all. Hmm? It's very charming and beautiful. And it feels like, as I said, like you could just reach out and touch it. Hmm? Like a huge planet, many, many times bigger than the Earth. Hmm? It just landed on Earth. The sun just landed on the Earth. It's rolling around in Bengal. Huh? And you can reach it, you can touch it. <laughs> hmm. So this majestic, powerful... Uh, phenomenon in nature hmm, appears in this setting in an approachable way. Hmm. What is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu? Who is Krishna? If Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Krishna, well, well, many people stand back. He's Krishna. Oh my God. Hmm. The powerful yogi in the Bhagavad Gita who showed Arjuna, the world is inside of me. Just see. Pirata Rupa. Oh, Arjuna had to stand back. Hmm? People think, this is, this is the Krishna. Hmm? He's very powerful. Of course, Arjuna didn't like that appearance. Hmm? This is the majesty. And Gaur, Krishna as Gaur, is bringing the intimacy. Hmm? Like the sun, just sitting up right there, right there, sitting there. Beautiful. The color of Sakyarasa. Hmm? This is the base baseline of the Braj Lila, the baseline. It reaches up to Madhuri Lila uh, and the Madanaki Mahabhava. The baseline, O Bhagyam, O Bhagyam, Nanda Gopa Bajokasham, Mitram Paramanandam, Puna Brahma Sanatana Brahma says, This is the baseline of Vrindavan. O Bhagyam, O Bhagyam, Oh, how lucky the people are. Oh, how lucky. Hmm? That he is the, who is the Purnananda, the Purna Brahma. Hmm? Sanatanam, all these adjectives to describe him, the full bliss, the full Brahman, eternality himself, is hmm? a mitram, is appearing as their friend, as if, as I said earlier, he's one of us. Hmm? So it's a very appropriate metaphor that he invokes, the, the rising of the sun, and he's in Bengal, Writing this, uh, he's thinking like this, and it's approachable. That powerful Krishna, hmm? most approachable. Yes, he's approachable in his Brajlila by the Brajbasis. But what about us? How will we approach him? Hmm? Svetadvipa, the the white island, hmm? the milk island, surrounded, floating in an ocean of milk. How will you go there? You can't even go to the island in the Pacific. Hmm? As I said before, if you know somebody that owns an island in the Pacific, you say, whoa, he has his own island there. What's it like? And you can't go there unless he lets you in. But some rumors about it. So it may be wonderful, intimate there, but it's not intimate for us. We can't go there. Brahma says, very few rare people know about this place, Golok. 
also known as Sweta Dwipa. Hmm? That is Nariya. Hmm? What is Gore then? Gore is Krishna. Yes, he wants to say. This Krishna, this Chaitanya is Krishna, this Nityananda is Balaram. Hmm? Okay. On the force of your enthusiasm and the way it's changed your life, we'll accept it. Hmm? So what? Hmm? What else? They are, they are Krishna and they are Balaram, but they are coming in a special way, in a special form. What is that? Hmm? Magnanimity? They are coming and giving the intimacy, the madhuri, the sweetness, the sweetest nectar, and they're distributing it like it's water. Just water is everywhere. You know, free. Take it. Want some water? Sure. Just have some water. Fine. <laughs> they're, taking, they're taking like... If I have some elixir, some rejuvenating beverage, that I say, you drink this, you'll have eternal life. Isn't that the fountain of... That's what the Americas here, we're in Central America. The Americas were sought after by the Spaniards because they thought the fountain of life was there. They could drink some nectar of immortality, drink the nectar and live forever. The beverage of the gods. So you protect that. Hmm? Water? Okay. Anyway, have some water. Yeah, sure. Have some water while you're looking for it. <laughs> you might get thirsty. It's warm down there. Hmm? They took the nectar that actually, not only does it give eternal life, hmm? but eternal love life. Hmm? Entering into the heart of the divinity. And they're giving it out like it is water. Hmm? Just very generously distributing this. Hmm? Gore, to anyone who asked, and he died. Hmm? Those who didn't ask, those who they didn't want, who, went, who ran the other way, he's chasing after them, falling on the, on the ground before them, as we heard this morning, rolling at the doorstep. Take this. What? Take what Gore has come to give. Take Gore. Hmm? Do this and you'll be purchased by me. And people chanted because they thought, if we can be purchased by him, we're in a good position. Hmm? This Nitai, he's an extraordinary person. Hmm? How he conducts himself. We cannot figure him out. But we figure, if he says, I'm with you, we're in a good position. Hmm? He's powerful. Hmm? And what does he say? You chant the name of Gore. You give the, spread the teachings of Gore. Vajra Gauranga, Gaha Gauranga. Chant the name of Gore. Hmm? Worship Gore. Laha Gauranga Spread his teachings. And those who do that, I'm, I'm, I, am, I am at their beck and call. People thought, if I could have this guy behind me... <laughs> All my, I'd have no problems. I have nothing to fear. He is fearless. And fearlessly he said, He didn't have volumes and volumes of books as I've described previously like the Goswamis have written under the, under the uh, inspiration of and order of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He just came out and said it. He, he said, I'm Balaram, you're Krishna. And we're in a special leela. And all emphasis should be, you're teaching 
This is the nature of your Leela. You're teaching worship Krishna. And I'm teaching worship you. Hmm? Because only by worship you can one understand Krishna properly. Hmm? By understanding your life, we can understand who is Krishna. Hmm? The reality of Krishna. And by understanding our life of Nityananda, we can understand reality of Balaram. Hmm? Like the moon. Go or like the sun, he says. Hmm? And Chaitanya and Nityananda Prabhu like the reflective light of the moon. This is Balaram, Nityananda Prabhu. Hmm? These two, he said, natural phenomena that are inspiring in and of themselves to watch the sunset, sunrise, to watch the full moon rise. It's very inspiring. Hmm? These two happening at the same time, that's a supernatural occurrence in the natural world. He's using these to try to explain something about the extraordinary nature, the news, hmm? the good news of Gaurnitananda's appearance in the world. Hmm? The moon, the full moon. Again, it is reflective light. It means that Nitai Chand, the moon of Nitananda Prabhu, the, the light of his life is Gaur. The light of his life. Hmm? This is what illumines him, lights him up. Hmm? He, he, he is in orbit around Gaur. Hmm? He, there is not an atom, a spiritual atom in his constitution that is not actively engaged in the service of Gauranga Mahaprabhu, as is the case of Balaram in relation to Krishna. Hmm? He has no other ego, no other identity. Hmm? Akanda Guru Tattva, we have sometimes referred to Nityananda in this way. Hmm? This is the idea. In a representative sense, he is Krishna. Fully representing him, from whom we can learn the teachings about him. Hmm? So appropriately, Krishna Kavaraj has compared him to the moon, which draws its light from the sun. And, and also, that light is very soothing. Hmm? As the sun goes up, of course, rises in the sky, it's more difficult to look at it. Hmm? But the moon... Hmm? Uh, Gora is a sannyasi. He lived a very strict life. It's a little frightening, sometimes intimidating for us. Hmm? We need the generosity of Nityananda Prabhu. Hmm? It's very soothing, very comforting. Hmm? He set an example of Braj Prem even in householder life. Hmm? The mercy of the moon of Nityananda Prabhu. Actually, the fact of the matter is that we are living on that. We, our spiritual lives, our reality begins here at this in this life at least it begins it begins with what it begins on a boat on a prayer on a prayer at sea that that one great devotee of Gauranatinanda prayed to Krishna what did he say Krishna Tava Punya Hobe Bhai. Oh Krishna. My friend. It will be good for you. Your life will become correct. What? If Radharani is pleased with you. I want you to please Radharani in this way. Give me the power to do Radharani's bidding and give this God praying to the world, especially to the Western world. Hmm? And Krishna gave 
That means Nityananda Vesh, the empowerment of Nityananda in, in, in our Guru Maharaj. That's what we are born then. Hmm? Our spiritual life is born. At that time, hmm, whatever we were doing that was not in consonance with our previous life's spiritual pursuit, hmm, or if we didn't have a previous life's spiritual pursuit, it was activated at that time. Hmm? At that moment, Nitai came in the heart of Prabhupada in his Avesh in a powerful way and said, Let's do this. Hmm? Let's do this for Radha. Hmm? In Bhagavatamrita, when, when Sarup, Gopukumar, attains his form as Sarup, his person as Sarup, hmm? Hmm? and he describes, and I, one day I got, I got the bidding of Radharani. Radharani told me to come here and find you hmm? and bring you to her. To, to, to the brudge. Hmm? And when I got that order, I couldn't go cowherding with Krishna, but I thought it's okay. Hmm? Better I have the order of Radha. That'll be so pleasing to Krishna. He thinks in that way. Hmm? Priya thinks in that way. That, that Krishna will be pleased hmm? if Radharani is pleased. Hmm? Once I met Chaitanya Goswami of the Radharamana Goswami family, followers of Gopal Bhatta. First time I met Chaitanya Goswami, well, one of the times, they might have been early on, but he, he he told me he was a young lad when Prabhupada came to Vrindavan. Hmm? And, um, and so he was awed by Prabhupada's presence and the phenomenon of, of ISKCON and the devotees from all over the world uh, and the Krishna Balaram temple, and he had the darshan of Prabhupada, and he asked Prabhupada, what is the best way to please Krishna? To, to attain Krishna. Hmm? And then he said, and Swamiji, Prabhupada, he said, better to please Radharani. He said, then I knew, oh yes, he's bona fide. <laughs> well, he has given the right answer. Yes, 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 yes. That is right. Hmm? Yeah. So Sarup thought, I may have to forego cowarding, but but this will please Krishna more. Hmm? If Radharani is pleased, Krishna will be pleased. This is how they think, this kind of, this kind of bhav. Hmm? Hmm. So, Sarup says, I came to the world. Hmm? That's, what's it? Uh, yeah, I came to the world, and, and now I'm telling you the story, and I, I, Radharani told me, go and find him. Hmm? So Nityananda Prabhu, Krishna said, you want that. You, want, you, you have order from Radharani, like this big order from from her handmaiden, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. Uh, take the order. Hmm? Yes, I, I will give you power to do that. Radharani wants the whole world, Western world, to be basking in the Gaur Prem, bathing in the Gaur Prem. In the ocean of Gaur Prem. Hmm? So that will be possible by the power of Nityananda Prabhu. Let, let him live in you. Hmm? At that moment, our lives began. Whatever we were moving according to karma or path, it started to change. Hmm? And people all over the West, Western countries began, started, and it became sympathetic. And Prabhupada came and suddenly, they're coming forward, coming forward. Hmm? Joining him, so the the, the moon. I want to say Nitai Chan, the full moon of Nityananda Prabhu, 
appearing along with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, only as his other self, but in a serving mood, showing the way by his example of, 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 of service and dedication, this serving ego. This is, Balaram is the, is the root of that. Krishnadas tells us what, what is that said? Bhakta Abhiman Mulshi Balaram, the root hmm, of the Bhakta Abhiman, the conceit of, of I'm a devotee, this comes from Balaram. Hmm? The ego of a devotee, I'm a servant, hmm? Krishna Das, hmm? this basic idea. Hmm? And uh, then, then, which is followed, which we're, cult- we're involved in the culture of, this is rooted in Balaram, he is the very personification of that. Hmm? So we are very fortunate to be gathered together on a day like this and 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 and, th- and reflect uh, together in in, 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 in in on the significance of the advent of Nityananda Prabhu in, in the world. And I'm speaking just now at the end of our talk, the advent of Nityananda in our life. You see, I'm saying this is the beginning, and it's a whole Western world. Hmm? Whether they now join another party bar or this or that or the other, hmm? they all have to trace it out and see. At this, uh, my life was born on a boat in the ocean, out on a boat, out in the ocean, in a boat in the middle of the ocean. Hmm? Hmm? What he carried in his heart, ocean of of brain. Hmm? Uh, right? Hmm? So capable of making the ocean of material life. Hmm? Uh, Sindhu, like shrink up, as I said, like like the amount of water in Gita's calf print that we brought in today have darshan of the, of the, of the deity small jump over that hmm? and into the ocean of bhakti rasa Onitai hmm? he is the way hmm? that is the fact very boldly and fearlessly with abhai fearlessness he made he, he, he made such claims Gaur is Krishna Gaur is Krishna worship Gaur worship Gaur hmm? Krishna is coming back around and saying, and you are Nitai. You are you are Bala, Nitai, you are Balaram. Bandeshi Krishna Chaitanya Nityananda Sodhi. And they are from the Brajbihari uh, previously, and they were from the Brajlila. The same persons have come distributing themselves widely. Hmm? So we are the recipients of of this uh, benediction moon. Of Nityananda Prabhu, and we are fortunate to be able to sit and discuss it as we have today, to have the ritual ceremonies that we did today significant here, relevant to our ashram here in in in, in Madhavan, and the kirtan we sang all, all morning kirtan, Hare Krishna Mahamantra, Gaur Nityananda kirtan. So it's uh, uh, we will continue now with the conclusion of our discussion. Is the offering ready? So then we have the offering and celebration, take prashad. Are there any questions? Did you have a question? Oh, well, you had a question. We talked about moving matter and, and, uh, with the Prabhupada. Uh, and uh, the first time I met you, you said that uh, consciousness, where does consciousness touch matter exactly? And then you said it doesn't. So... And, and, and on that, if I follow that, then it kind of disappears into the great mystery. So I, uh, I uh, kind of wonder if you could uh, illuminate. 
Yeah, consciousness doesn't touch matter, but it but it but it, it makes it matter. Hmm? Right? Without consciousness matter wouldn't matter. So that's movement in itself. Hmm? Um, so it doesn't touch matter like two physical things touch. You know why? You know why matter consciousness doesn't touch matter like two physical things touch one another? Because consciousness is not matter, right? But that doesn't mean it doesn't matter. Hmm? No. <laughs> it's, the, it, it's the basis of all mattering. So, yes, consciousness is, is different from matter. Hmm? And they don't touch. But still, consciousness moves matter without touching. It's something like this, even almost. Just to give a simple example. Some things happen only because somebody's watching. Right? Some things happen only because somebody's watching. If somebody was watching, they wouldn't have happened. Right? Would anybody go to the Super Bowl if nobody was watching? Right? So, you know, the fans, you know, make, make the whole thing possible. Jai fans. So, <laughs> so wait, with a, with a, unless somebody... So the power. So this is the, this is the kind of the, the metaphor that's used to describe how consciousness moves matter. Because Vishnu reflects the light of consciousness on matter. Ref, the word "reflect" is a good word because it has a couple meanings. Reflect means to reflect upon it. Let me reflect upon it. Hmm? Let me shed light on it. Hmm? Let me cast some light on it. Let me put it under a light and look closely at it. This is the implications of reflect. Hmm? We'll cast some light on it. So, Vishnu reflects on matter. Hmm? And it's described by, by glancing. Hmm? And matter, it, by, by looking at it, it's activated. Hmm? Just like they say, maybe in, 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 in the quantum perspective, that by observing then something happens, something like that. So, so something along... You know, I have to understand the power of consciousness. So, by his... his in, his in his glance, if you will, is, is a willful glance. It's, it's, it's intentional. He views with intention. Hmm? Like, the, like the intention of the Bible. Let there be light. And the dark world became lit. Hmm? Same principle. Let there be light. He willed. Out of his out of his joy, he said, "Let there be many." And cast his glance, and there were many. Hmm? Us, hmm? and matter started to matter. So, because somebody's looking at her, she's starting to move. Hey, someone's looking at me. I matter now, and look at me. <laughs> And so matter has its own movements because someone's looking at her. Hmm? She says, oh, you're looking at me. People call me a witch. <laughs> Maya, you're looking at me. Okay, I'll dress myself up then. Put on my best, best outfit. Hmm? Capture you. <laughs> Captivate you. Such is my service hmm? to Bhagwan. I'm a little embarrassed by it. Hmm? I can't stand before him because I'm embarrassed by my service. Hmm? To stick them with a pitchfork. 
Adibautic, adidaivic, adiatmic miseries. This is what Bahaura Bhagavatam teaches. She feels like this. She's been apakriti, separated wife, Bhagavan. But someone's looking at her, therefore she matters, therefore she moves. This is the way it poetically and it's been described, of course, and, and, and philosophically also, and theologically, I mean, I'm saying it's being described. Hmm? If we look for how consciousness moves matter in terms of how one physical thing moves another physical thing, well, we're looking at it the wrong way. We don't understand what consciousness is. We presume, if we presume at the get-go that consciousness is matter, then we should be able to, then we should conjecture, then we will conjecture how it, how it, how it moves it. Hmm? They can't figure that out, so they they conjecture that materialists these days that it's that it's matter, but it but it doesn't move, move it. Hmm? That's their conclusion. Or many of them. It's matter. Hmm? It's just the brain, but it but it doesn't have any causal efficacy. It doesn't it doesn't move it. Hmm? Um, anyway, so there are a lot of shallow ideas out there like that that don't have the power to flood the heart. With such inspiration, as I say, as uh, as Gore is teaching us to bring about a change and really move a person, hmm? move you away from matter hmm? and its influence, and move you deeply in the in, within the subjective meditative world, hmm? where all things are possible, where you can be all that you could possibly be, where you can be a, an actor a doer, where you can be an experiencer, where you can be an apprehender. Hmm? And all of your doing, all of your apprehending, all of your experiencing is 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 Krishna. Hmm? You're doing only in relation to him, inspired by his beauty and charm hmm? to serve, to try to please him. Hmm? To, to, to grasp him, hmm? what he is. Hmm? To experience the, the, the ananda of his service this completely takes, it exhausts, exercises entirely these capacities within the jiva, hmm? deep within the subjective world. This is the again. This is the real world, the world of light. Hmm? Matter is dark without light, unless unless the mind. And beyond mind, the super-subjective consciousness reflects on the world. There is darkness, so as Bible said, let there be light. Hmm? And it happened. Hmm? But we can't measure it. That's right. (laughs) And Maya means to try to measure everything. Stop trying. Measure this. Hmm? How life can change under under the influence of Gore's teaching. Hmm? I'm a, I'm a personal testimony. You don't know. Hmm? I'm a miracle. You want a miracle? I'm a miracle. Like Prabhupada said, these boys, that's a miracle. They have given up that. Yes, I'm a miracle. Hmm? I'm a, I can say, you want to see one? <laughs> but you have to look at my whole trajectory then you can, in detail, then you can see. Hmm? Yes? Chamatkar. You really want to 
you're really into logic, reason, measure, measure that sports taken is mercy, you'll find it extraordinary. You will be filled with chamatkar, wonder, and chamatkar is the basis of of, of, of Rasananda, the, the experience of Rasa, the Prema Rasa, hmm? the Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is distributing. Anything else? All right, we stop there. Sri Sri Go Nityananda Ki Jai, Sri Nityananda Trayodasi Ki Jai, Dauji Gopal Ki Jai, Gaudi Bhajnab Guru Parampara Ki Jai. Gaur Bhakta Brinda Ki Jai, Vaishnava Brinda Ki Jai, Gaur Premanande.